0: Black-eyed kids, children from the land of nightmares, these beasts with the eyes of coal haunt folks at night in the lonely areas of the world. They can be disarming due to their childlike appearance, but every story tells of the dread they bring to their victims. In today's bonus episode, we explore this popular urban legend. About bad things. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome into another edition of the Kill and Missing Hidden Podcast. We have a bit of a bonus episode for y'all. It's you know, since I shorted y'all on our last episode a bit because of circumstances in my life. Except this is a, I'm sorry. It's it's been a week, but. The show must go on, right? Before we begin, time is almost up to submit listener stories. Send those suckers in today. Like, do it. I'm serious. Send it. We we need as many stories as we can get, okay? Info at kmhpodcast.com is where you can send them. Info at kmhpodcast.com Okay, so today... We're talking about Black-Eyed Kids. I've had a few folks mention they would like to uh, hear about this story. It's really a modern-day urban legend based around children who are thought to be something not of this earth. Ghosts, aliens, demons, some other creature. The stories allegedly go back into the 1980s, but the genesis of the Black-Eyed Kid tales It's considered to be from a story by Texas reporter Brian Bethel in the mid-90s. He circulated his story on a ghost-themed email list, wherein he described an encounter with two children one evening in a parking lot. This sounds like something that uh, turns into people getting arrested for possessing inappropriate things, but no, this, this is the horror version. So, in case you haven't heard Bethel's tale, he says that he was sitting in a parking lot in a strip mall while he wrote a check, presumably to pay a bill. Remember those days? You old enough to, or you had to sit outside and write a check and put it in a drop box. Ah, times. Glad we got the internet. But regardless, there he is scribbling out his check when suddenly there's a knock on his window. He looks up to see two kids in hoodies standing there somewhere between the ages of 9 and 12 years old. Bethel just cracked his window a wink, but was instantly gripped by fear. The spokesman of the two kids asked if they could have a ride, because they wanted to go see a movie, but left their money at his grandparents' house. Now, the movie they wanted to see, I believe, was Mortal Kombat, the cinematic classic. And Bethel happened to be parked in a position where he could see the theater's marquee which informed him that the movie started several minutes ago, and there really wasn't a realistic way for him to drive the kids anywhere and get them back in time to where they could watch some movie. So he told the two boys, you know, that's not going to work. We can't do that. And they began pleading. Please, sir, it won't take long. They were just two kids who needed help. Couldn't he be kind? They didn't have a gun or anything. By the by, that's a weird thing to say. Bethel continued to tell the boys no, but he said he had an almost irresistible urge to open the door and let the boys into the car, as if his hand was being possessed. Now shaking with fear, he looked up and saw that the boys' eyes were odd. They were full black. This caused Bethel to throw his car in reverse and just get the heck out of there. The spokesman of the two boys kept up with him for a spell, banging on the door, saying, please let us in. We can't get in the car unless we're invited. Like they were vampires or something. But Bethel hurried away and left the two kids to rot in the strip mall parking lot. Now, the story leaked from his mailing list to the general internet, and thus we have this black-eyed kids phenomenon. The common characteristics you get in these stories is you have two children with solid black eyes, pale white skin. They are almost always pre-teens or young teens. They carry around an aura of fear or terror that instantly infects anyone who they interact with. And they insist on entering the victim's vehicle or home, and become irrationally upset when they're denied access. And most folks claim they also tend to dress in kind of old-fashioned clothing. I don't know if that means 1800s or 1950s, but they, they ain't up on the times, long and short of it. Okay, well now that we know the urban legend's origin and some basic info, Let's get into some of the stories involving these creepy kids. And we'll start with the story I found on the internet, which is how I found all of these stories. So there's a family asleep, and their puppy becomes really anime and starts barking at the door suddenly. The wife kind of gets up and tries to calm the puppy down, but she wouldn't stop. So the wife let the puppy out of the bedroom, and the puppy bolted for the front door. Wife followed, decided that she would open up the front door to show the puppy that there's nothing there. Well, as soon as she reaches for the knob, the puppy goes ballistic and kind of starts jumping on her. She claims, in a way, to push her away from the door. But she was determined to show the puppy that there was nothing outside. Opens up the door and doesn't see anything, but they've got a security door that's bolted. Well, as soon as she opens up the front door the puppy kind of backs off. She's still barking and causing a fuss, but she's doing it from like five feet away now. Now, interestingly, as soon as the wife touched a security bolt on the door, the puppy began whimpering and went to go hide. And that was the first time the wife could see something. It was a teenage girl with blonde hair standing there on the porch, holding the hand of a much younger girl. Now, the teenager was standing in such a way that her bangs covered up her eyes and the young girl just kind of looked at the ground and looked away like a bashful young child would do, refusing to look at the wife's face. Now, one thing the wife said is that she was shocked that the younger girl was wearing clothing uh, that her daughter owned. And she was holding a stuffed animal that was identical to her daughter's favorite stuffed animal. And something about this whole scene just made the wife freeze in fear. The older girl asked through the security door if they could use the phone. She said, you know, it's late, we're lost, and our mother has to be very worried about them. The wife was just too scared to do anything, though. She slowly backed away from the door in fear and wouldn't say anything. Well, at this point, the teen kind of became more insistent and stated authoritatively that they must use the phone. The teen became angry. The wife could see it in her eyes, which were just black as night. And the teen, as this continued on, the teen gets more and more angry, reaching this freakishly angry state saying that if she wanted to hurt her, she could have just broken in, but she had knocked politely. Wife then developed a sudden need to open the door and was frozen in this moment between approaching the door and running back to her bedroom for, for safety. She knew in her mind she should just slam the door, but she couldn't do it. So instead she darted back to the bedroom and slammed the bedroom door. Her husband woke up, and she tells him the story, and as the good, protective husband does, he says it was just a dream, and he rolls over and goes back to sleep. As soon as he does that, the wife can hear the girls again, begging and pleading for her to return to the front door. And needless to say, the wife did not sleep the rest of the night, and probably fussed at her husband a good bit after the fact. So our next story takes place, appropriately, on Halloween. A husband and wife were all set for a busy night of trick-or-treaters, but ended up being disappointed because only about eight or nine kids came to the door. So around 9.30, they decided to give in. They turned off their lights and thought it was time to get ready for bed. Husband decided he went to take a shower first, so wife stayed downstairs to watch some TV. Shortly before 10, there was a knock at the front door. Wife initially thought it was perhaps the neighbors who they hadn't seen coming by to show off their costume. Something like that. So she went to the door and quickly opened it. But she did notice that as she reached for the knob, she started getting filled with anxiety. When she opened it, she decided only to open the door a crack because of that feeling. And she saw two children standing there. One was a girl, about 11 or 12, and she was with a young boy who was in the neighborhood of eight years old. Now, the two children were standing in such a way so that they were in front of the porch light. Their faces were covered in shadows. Now, the, the, the girl immediately asked if they could come in and use the phone, and she was very polite about it. But the wife was just put off by these children, and she couldn't explain why. She she said in part it was because they weren't dressed for the holiday, but she just knew something was wrong. Uh, the wife stammered out a question about, you know, just, why why can't you just use your cell phone? And the girl said, you know, the battery to their cell phone was dead and her brother was very scared and they needed to get in touch with their mom so they could be picked up. Well, at this point, you know, the the wife is kind of torn between her motherly instinct to help the children and her desire not to be ripped apart by these creepy little things. She said, well, look, give me your mom's phone number and I'll call on your behalf. Well, then the teenage girl said, well, it's not just that. My brother needs to use the bathroom, too. Can we please just come inside? and said that the kids even started walking towards her like they intended to open the door. Uh, The wife refused and locked the door, and then the children began to just plead and whimper, as if on cue, that they did it in unison. You know, please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please, please help us. We're just two kids. The wife, you know behind the locked door, shouted to them and said, you know, if you'll give me a phone number, I'll call it, but otherwise get out of here. You ain't coming inside. Well, the children continued to beg and plead for several seconds and then instantly stopped, turned around, and walked away. The wife, being freaked out, calls her neighbor and asks if he had seen these two children and he said he hadn't. Or she asked if he would meet her under the streetlight in front of their house to see if they could see the kids. Husband's apparently still in the shower. As you'll see throughout these stories, the husband is the real hero in all these tales. So the wife and the neighbor go outside to look for the children and can't find them anywhere. And they poke around a bit. You know, they walk down the street and whatnot, thinking that it's not possible for the children to have gotten too far, but they never see him. The next day, she, you know, pokes around the neighborhood herself, and talks to several neighbors. And no one else reported seeing these two children. So now I know you're wondering, what, what happens if you let them in? Because you're morbid and you're not well. But I've got an answer to that question because I wanted to know as well. So the answer is, well, it's not good to let them in if these legends are to be believed. So we travel up to Vermont on a snowy night when an elderly couple was resting comfortably in their home when they hear three loud knocks at the door. When the wife answered, two children stood there. The boy and girl refused to make eye contact but asked if they could come inside. They were so cold and tired and waiting on their parents and they just couldn't take freezing anymore. Well, the wife kind of knee-jerked reaction was, well, yeah, come on in, come on in, but she instantly regretted that decision. She knew something was wrong with these children. They came in, and they just sat silently on the couch. The wife made them hot chocolate while the husband attempted to make small talk with the children, but they wouldn't speak. They just sat there ominously and quietly. Suddenly, the children asked if they could use the restroom, and they went to the hall bathroom Together, while they walked down the hall, it was the first time the wife was able to get a good look at the kids' faces and notice that their eyes were black as a starless sky. When the wife asked the husband if he had noticed the eyes, he responded only by grunting. This caused the wife to turn and face him and notice that his nose was gushing blood, like someone had turned on the taps and it was just a flowing. The kids then reappeared, stating calmly that their parents had arrived. The children walked out the front door without shutting it and went on their merry way. So not only are they potentially evil, they're not well-mannered. The wife went to close the door and she saw the children were getting into a a black sedan of sorts. And the parents were two men, were both tall and thin, with the same pale skin as the children and they were wearing black suits. Now, the wife waved in a friendly manner, but the parents ignored her and just drove off. As soon as they left her sight, the power in the house went off. And the house was utterly and completely dark and stayed that way for several minutes, despite all the neighbors having their power, before the electricity came back on. Now, the couple had some strange occurrences for the rest of the week. They owned four cats and three of them just up and disappeared. They were acting strange when the children came in and you know, over the next few days, three of the cats disappeared. The fourth, well, the fourth, unfortunately, was found in the backyard, dead in a pool of its own blood. Now, the husband and his nobly Those things continued on a daily basis and were so severe that after a few days, they knew they had to go to the hospital. And so at the emergency room, the husband was diagnosed with a very rare but very aggressive form of skin cancer that had never shown any signs before. All right, I've got one last story for you. This one is from a YouTuber who goes by the name of Fantastic Daily. And this fellow was obsessed with black eyed kids' stories. He spent, I would dare say, all of his free time researching them. He dug up every video of them he could find, every story he could find, every picture he could find. And this was almost like his religion. Now, from his digging and all the videos of the alleged black eyed children he collected, he discovered something chilling. Of all the videos featuring black-eyed children, Fantastic Daily identified a unique similarity in the videos, specifically a distinct out-of-place tone that could be easily isolated. Now, this tone was not found in any of the random YouTube videos he sampled. It was only in the Black-Eyed Kids video. So he theorized that this tone somehow was related to the phenomenon. And in an effort to obtain evidence on his own that Black-Eyed Kids were real, he decided that he would play the tone overnight on a loop in front of an open window at his house to see if anything odd happened. And of course, he's recording this every night too. So, first night, he plays the tone all night, wakes up the next morning, looks at the footage, nothing. Night number two, his security uh, lights, his motion activated lights came on for no reason that he could tell, but otherwise, there was nothing unusual about the video he saw. Night number three, again, nothing. Night number four, Again, nothing. But night number five. Night number five bore some fruit for him. As he's watching it, it's staring off into the darkness when suddenly the security light comes on and there's a young girl standing there. Did not come on as she's walking up or otherwise appearing. She's just there when the light comes on. This girl does nothing, literally. She stands in place. For over an hour then she merely walks off frame the next morning after reviewing this footage fantastic daily went to go check to see if there's any evidence of an intruder otherwise the only thing he could find was that his the front gate to his property which was a heavy front gate was left open and that was something he closed every night now a few nights later Fantastic Daily heard strange noises coming from the woods surrounding his house. Understand that this fella lives in the woods. And I mean in the woods. Like you take a dirt road and then go off the dirt road onto this poorly worn trail to get to his house, from what I can tell. When he heard these noises, he said, well, I'm going to go explore in the night and see what I could find, as normal people tend to do. So when he goes out into the woods, he's in his truck going down the uh, path leading to his house, and he has his camera running. Well, with his camera running and looking out kind of the passenger side of the front, uh, of the people who talk for a living are usually good with words. I'm apparently not one of those people he has his camera set up to look out the front windshield on the passenger side and off in the shadows, just for an instant on his recording, he catches a small child in the woods. Now, when he notices this, he stops his vehicle and immediately tries to go out there to make contact with the child, but can't find him anywhere. It's Important to note that, as of this recording, Fantastic Daily's channel on YouTube has been shut down, and in researching why, there's lots of reports from people claiming that he fabricated many of his vehicle videos, though I couldn't find any specific allegations as to what he was doing wrong. But these two videos, the one of the girl appearing on his porch and the one of him finding the child out in the woods are memorialized as part of the channel nukes top five and i've got a link in the show notes to that week's episode that has some sightings of black-eyed kids in it and focuses on fantastic daily a bit so those are our stories for this week what do we think me Personally, not much. You know, like I said at the top of the show, this is a rather new urban legend. It kind of spilled out from a reporter. We don't have any direct evidence that these creatures exist in any way, shape, or form. It's not some sort of ghost story that goes back to the 15th century of paupers being terrorized by childlike entities. You know, the the story's younger than I am. It's probably younger than a lot of y'all. And even with it being such a newly constructed urban legend, you just don't find a lot of consistency in the stories. I mean, even with the four I presented, they're not as consistent as they should be, in my opinion, if the legends are to be believed. You know, you find a child being alone, like in Fantastic Dailies videos. You find that the children are unusually violent or aggressive you find in the stories that the children are way too young or too old things like that so you know i feel very comfortable stating that without question there's no solid sources to support these tales and i'm going to classify them as nothing more than an urban legend so our lesson for the day then is never trust kids if they show up at your door, whether they have ink black eyes or not, do not let them in. They crazy. They got connections with some sort of evil powers and they will wear you out. They'll take your energy. They'll exhaust you. They give you nosebleeds. I don't put it past them to give you cancer. You know, children are just the most awful forms of awful. I love my boys. though. So. All right. So that's that's it for the stories. We'll get to the palate cleanser for the week. And this is what we got today. What is the name of the famous owl who did all those crazy magic tricks? Name of the famous owl who did all the magic tricks is Houdini. And with that, we're officially done. Please share this episode with your friends. Send us some feedback if you like the show. Um, Please subscribe. We love subscribers. Follow us on Instagram. I don't know why I'm terrible at recruiting Instagram followers. I guess it's just not a priority for me. But, you know, I'm starting to get insecure because I see new podcasters that have 1,500 or 2,500 followers. And, you know, I'm, I'm a cool guy, right? I mean, y'all like me. So, so maybe I could have some more followers. Uh, we're on Twitter, too, although I suck at Twitter. Frankly, if you don't do any of these things, then I'll just respond by sending a couple of uh, black-eyed kids your way. How's that? I'm, I'm down to threatening you. That's where the show's headed. we will probably be canceled by the end of the year. Um, and don't forget listener stories. Goodness gracious, please send me listener stories. I want as many as possible. I want them all. I'm going to put them together in a book and then sell it as my own stories. Don't tell anyone, though. But, you know, if we don't get enough episode or enough stories for the episode, then it'll be 30 minutes of me sitting there making things awkward, which may be more entertaining. I don't know. Uh, of course, I kid. We've, we've got enough stories for an episode, but I would like more so I can I'd hate to out on good stories. All right. Well, um, I'm rambling, which I hate doing. So I'll end it here. Thank you all. We love you all. You're the best listeners in the world, bar none. And I'm honored to have you as among my acolytes. You know what? Today is a good day. Go out there, do something to make yourself smile. You've earned it. With that, I will say the famous words. Right out. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com dot com.